Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everybody. I am Lucia Matuonto, and welcome to the Relatable Voice podcast, a talk show where my guests and I talk about relatable everyday situations, books, and the environment we live in. Remember to subscribe and follow the podcast on social media so you can be notified when a new episode is available. Let's begin! Today, we are heading to Florida to chat with Rick Incorvia. Rick is a multi-genre author of eight books, including The Traveler's Bestseller and several other unique books. Rick is also one of the co-authors of the anthology Relatable Voices, and his latest book, entitled Everything I Ever Wanted, is out now. My dear friend, welcome to the bus. Thank you, Lucia. Glad to be back on the bus again. Yes, I couldn't be happier, Rick. I've just finished everything I've ever wanted, and I feel like I know you intimately. What I found most intriguing was that the protagonist, Rick Incorvia, is actually you. Yes, that's <laughs> so, very much me. So what inspired you to write such a personal book? Well, truth is this book was never supposed to be for the public. I wrote it for myself. I was going through a, a pretty, I wouldn't say rough time. My mother was the one going through the rough time with dementia at 98 years old. And I had spent a lot of time at uh, uh, Aravilla memory care facility spent so much time with brilliant people doctors surgeons actors dancers everything who were slowly having their mind erased by this awful disease so i mean there would be times i would go in there and people who didn't even know me would think i was their son or just wanted to hold my hand or cry on my shoulder or so i just got to really know these people who were having their mind erased and i tried to put myself in that position. What would it be like if I woke up one day and no longer remembered who I was? And instead of going with a, a, you know, a dementia, I decided that the book would start with me waking up in the hospital and I'm told you were in a bad car accident and uh, you know, we think you're going to be okay, but you were out for three days. And now these, this woman is in there crying, oh my gosh, don't ever do that again. You had me so worried. I have no idea who it is. It's my wife, my daughter. So one at a time, I'm meeting all these people in my life who who say they know me. My grandkids come up. And, and when I got the idea for the book, I decided I would really reach out to my grandkids and say, you know, I'm writing a book. Uh, I wake up in the hospital. I don't know who I am. What do you say to me to remind me of who I am to you in your life? Oh, my God, the answers I got from them were were heartbreaking. I mean, in a good way, they would remind me of, of the time I, I did a, um, 
you know, I, I hid buried treasure in a backyard, made a treasure map. And remember when we found that buried treasure and, and they were just coming up with the most beautiful memories. But, uh, you know, throughout the book, here I am meeting these people trying to recover my memory. And uh, Jennifer, my wife, is, uh, is quite the hero in this book. And the main message is, who do you trust when you no longer trust yourself? And that was the, that was the message that got me through. But the reason for writing the book you know, I, I wanted to to know where I was going to be five years from now, and I ended up getting a coach. And she said, "If you want to know where you're going to be five years from now, you have to close your eyes and pretend you're already there. You got to believe you're already there, and then work backwards. How did I get here?" And being an author, it didn't quite work out that way. You know, it, I, the book does take place five years in the future. I wake up. I'm a I'm a big shot author already, and and I, I don't know who I am, but others do. So here I am in this thing, trying to figure out who I am. And, and one of the ways I, my wife, it was really her idea. I said, I said, how would I learn who I am just by listening to what you tell me? And she said, well, if I was a famous author, I would start reading my own books in order. So part of this is me reviewing my books and always getting the wrong answers with who I am. The first one is about a schizophrenic. So I said, am I schizophrenic? Is that really what's happened? And, you know, the second one, the man is, is in a coma. You know, the the third, there's just, every book is different. And as I'm reading these books, trying to figure out who I am, the story just took on a life of its own. And I don't want to tell you much more because Mm -hmm. I don't want to, I don't want, I want people to read it, but I got to tell you, I'm so excited so far. I mean, it's brand new released. I have almost 50 reviews now all five stars all of them i've never had that in one of my books before so i'm pretty excited i was scared to death that people were gonna say he wrote a book about himself and you know and give me a hard time about it and but they're liking it yeah i saw your reviews they are amazing and i want to know how did you come up with the title everything i want no everything everything i ever ever wanted Yeah. What was your inspiration for choosing this title? Well, I I wanted to plan my life. And if you can't see it, you know, you always hear that thing about if you you get on a boat and and you, and you put the sails up without a crew, you're just going to go wherever the wind takes you. And I didn't want to just go wherever the wind took me. I wanted to know people like you, people like my, my editors, my wife, very important people in my life to be a part of my crew to help me get where I want to go. You know, you know, the crew that says, you know, move the mast, you know, the wind's changing and you got to stay on course. But if I didn't know where I wanted to go, how am I going to, how am I going to have you help me? So it was really hard for me to, to try and figure out what success looked like for me. I want to sell a lot of books. I want to make a movie, but as I dug in deeper and deeper, I found out it was more than that. You know what it really is? I want to be remembered by my grandkids. I want to be remembered by people. And I, I don't know if I write books because I because they're going to outlive me. And I want people to know that I cared, the ones that, I don't know. Yeah. You're getting I, me all emotional here. Yes. And Rick, also, you wrote a piece for our anthology, The Relatable Voice, where you described a visit to your mother at a memory care facility. I would like to ask about your research process for your new book, given that 
dementia, unfortunately, runs mm -hmm. in your family. Could you please share the steps you took to gain a better understanding of this condition? You were telling us that you were always visiting the, the memory care facility, but yeah. what kind of <clears throat> research you did to write this book? Oh, the, the research was was live. It, it's a memory care facility, brand new, uh, a nice one. My father you know, had put aside money for a while so that when when the time came, she would have a nicer place that she could afford to go to a nice place. It was a new facility and it is strictly for memory care. So everybody in there has dementia and either you know one one thing or another. And a lot of them you meet for the first time and you think they just seem completely normal. And they'll have a conversation with you and uh, and a minute and a half later they'll start the same conversation over again <gasps> i really like that shirt where did you get that that's very nice and, and just you know over and over or another another lady with her walker piled high with everything in her room and it's because you know she knows people are going to steal from her and so she no matter what she thinks somebody's stealing another another woman would be talking to me and all of a sudden she'd start crying and i what's the matter she'd say they're coming to take me back to uh, Yugoslavia today and I know they're not they, that got canned so I would I finally learned how to speak to a lot of these people with um you know my mom would, would wake up sometimes and say oh my gosh I'm going to be late for school you know at 99 years old and I said no no mom it's the weekend there's no school and just you know the, the, you finally learn to just kind of roll with it the place is called Aravilla and people are always asking where am I and I finally found something that worked real well, I would say you're on the cruise ship Aravilla. And the reason I would refer to it as a cruise ship is because on a cruise ship, you don't have responsibilities. They're always saying, where am I supposed to be? What am I supposed to be doing? Everybody knows what they're doing except me. And I would try and reassure my mom saying, no, mom, this is, you're only supposed to show up for breakfast, lunch, and dinner because they're cooking a special meal for you. Otherwise, your job is to be entertained. If you want to stay in your room and read a book, that's okay. If you want to join them for music time or bingo or, or cards, then that's okay. But it's your choice. There's no wrong place to be. And just day after day, seeing you know these same people all having their same thing. Some were always in a good mood. They thought they were at a dance club. You know, and there would be music and those, you know, some guy over there looking around, you could tell he's just looking at a girl going, you, me, you know, you, me, let's dance, you know, and, and it was just so cute. And then he, he would you know, put his arm around one woman and she would be thrilled. Somebody asked her to dance, him to, her to dance. And next thing you know, he's trying to sneak her off to his bedroom, you know, which is, you know, four doors down. And the, then the help would come out. No, no, Jim, you, you stay at the dance floor. Uh -huh. And, you know, they would just have all kinds. Of, so just everyday living it was was pretty neat so many different people and uh and they all had their own little issues and rick what i realized that your book also seems to explore deeper existential questions about identity and the meaning of life so i have a question for you who would you trust when you can no longer trust yourself I'm blessed. My wife, Jennifer, in the book is the person she's the one there at the hospital with me, takes me home to the house. And, but I got to tell you, my kids, you know, my kids are, are wonderful, but they're also uh, funny. 
my my youngest daughter tells me she'll be right there for me the whole time but but you know she also will play practical jokes on me she says you know she says she's going to put skittles in my underpants so that you know i end up with you know, multicolors you know she says she'll just do the. she said she can't she she's going to get even with me for all the stuff i did as a father i i tortured them with with fun stuff but uh, they're going to get even with me so and rick jennifer your superhero what inspired you to include her as a character? Does she has a special power? Yes. Yeah. She has the power of brutal honesty. She is, uh, she is someone that won't necessarily tell you what you want to hear, but she will tell you the truth. And, uh, and, and if it comes out a little rough the first time, you know, she, you know, we've given each other permission to smooth it back out. And say, okay, let me let me try that again. What I what I really meant to say was, and then you know that. But we we you know, we do a lot of we take walks together. We talk a lot, and she's just a person that I really trust. This is so good, Rick. Your book, I found it to be a very engaging book and thought provoking read because I and scary started, personal. Yes, I started thinking. If it happens to me, what would I do? Who I was going to decide or choose to be the person who would be responsible? Or and let's be truthful here. You don't get to make the decision. No. Somebody else will end up making it for you. You're going to find out who really cares about you and understands you and is patient with you. And uh, I tell you, I, I loved it when I would go see my mom it was hard. I mean, it was really hard, but I found that I could just, I didn't ask a whole lot of her. I just was there with her. Sometimes we would color for hours without speaking. And, and I, give me the, give me, give me the green crayon, mom. And we would go back and forth. I'll never forget the, as she started to get worse, we were coloring one time and she said, um, and I said, oh, that's beautiful. You should sign it. And she said, I don't know my name. You know, and then uh, and and then another time, and I said another time we were talking for maybe two hours, and then she she smiled at me, and and we were doing fine, and then she smiled at me and she said, "I really like you. Remind me how we met." <sighs> I know. So I just looked at her and I said, "Well, you had my brothers Joe and Tom and Bill and Bob, and then my sister Jean, and then I was born." And I said, "I think I've been your favorite ever since." You know, so it's my way of reminding her that nicely that I'm your son without going like, mom, I'm your son. How come you don't remember? You know, you don't want to be mean. But I think she had a real comfort around me. And uh, another time she asked me some question and I answered it. And she said, um, well, I guess it's happened. Now you're the grown up and I'm the child. And, you know, so so just so many things like that. And, and not just her. So many of the people there would... Uh, you would just you could tell what they needed or wanted somebody would reach over and just all of a sudden hold my hand and look at me and she didn't have to say but i, I just need to touch somebody i need you know i because my mom i'm one of nine kids in fact we we could fill up your whole bus here <laughs> <laughs> one of nine kids and most of them lived here in florida so we would go visit her every single day we had a schedule 
-hmm. every day at nine o'clock, one of us would go there and then at three o'clock. So she had a visitor twice a day, every day. And so many of the people there didn't have anybody. So, you know, you, you, you'd know the ones that needed somebody, they'd come up and they would call you somebody else and they would think you were them. So it was, it was a place that just, just grabbed me pretty hard. And I knew I had to write about it. I didn't know how it was going to come out and everything I ever wanted was sort of a catch 22 where I've got every, I had everything I ever wanted. Like some of these people here, famous dancers, surgeons, I couldn't believe it. And uh, other people had to tell me their story because they no longer knew who they were. Could you imagine? Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I can't imagine. And Rick, the only thing I'm sure is that your mom feels the love you all demonstrate mm -hmm. uh, I have to tell you she passed about a month ago she passed right after the book was published right after the book was published she was so she, she was so proud of me of course she said I'm so glad you finally made it you know she would say and then I had to do her her eulogy mm -hmm. and I've added it to the back of the book now so if you get a newer copy of it you will see you know, in the final pages, uh, the, the eulogy and, uh, you, you know, she just, she just, she, she never, she never got mean. Well, I'm not saying she never got mean to anybody, but never to me. And, uh, she just always felt like I'm becoming a real pain in the butt, aren't I? And I never wanted her to feel like that. I said, are you kidding me? Wednesdays are my favorite day. I get to come in and play hooky from work and, and uh, you know, hang out and play cards, and so that kind of thing. God, you got me talking all about my mom now. Look at you. Yeah. Um, I feel so sorry. So, but Rick, this book seems to offer how can I say a unique opportunity or a unique personal perspective on dimension, and it's it it yes. its effects on both individuals and families yes so could you speak more about the impact you hope this book will have on readers Whew. well i always i always like to say none of us are getting out of this alive so you only have today you know you hear that all the time but what i'm trying so hard to do right now is be where i am as simple as that sounds right now 
I don't want to be thinking about anything else. You and me are having this conversation right now, and that's what I want to do. When I'm when I'm at work, I want to be thinking about that. And wherever I am, I just want to try and enjoy. Because when something like this strikes you, it's it's huge. I mean, it affects our family heavily. There's the people in the family who who had a schedule, you know, one day, you know, twice, two times a week, and then every other weekend you'd spend it was it was a full day with mom. And then there were the ones who lived in Ohio who couldn't make it out maybe once every six months and they had to live with the guilt that the other side of the family is doing all the work. I'm not seeing mom. Will she remember me when I see her? And of course, you know, at the at the facility, if anything goes wrong, you know, you come in and you find your mom's you know, asleep at a table, forgotten in a wheelchair. You're, you're like, what that? You know, what the, you're angry, you know, and uh, as good as these facilities are, they they're not one on one. You know, maybe maybe they're pushing two of the people over to the, to uh, breakfast at one place, and your mom gets left behind for a while. And 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 boy, when they have dementia, they don't know where they are. She was there for over a year, and she would still say things to me like, "Well, this is my first day here. I don't know what I don't know what everything is going on." So she, they just, it's an amazing, an amazing yeah. eraser of memory. Yeah. And a lot of them will go back in time and and remember, you know, think they're they're in the war or remember themselves as a child. You know, I'm late for school today, or or you know, call you something else. I've been called somebody else's son, uh, father. Just, uh, just and uh, sometimes they ask about the partners or who. Oh are yes, absolutely. Already... Yeah, You're where's right. dad? And I would have to tell my mom and. You and cannot it was, say it was that tough. he passed. I think it's better to say that he's not there in that. Well, moment. I, you know, and some of them did, but I, I chose to be honest with her. I said, "Oh, Dad passed about about three years ago, Mom," and she would she would cry sometimes, and other times she would, "Oh, yeah," and uh, you know, and she would always she would ask me, "How did I end up here?" And I didn't want to say, "Well, you you started to run away from home, so you know, we put we thought this would be the best place for you," you know. So instead, I would tell her that. Well, you and dad planned this. You knew you were getting older and, and dad found this place. And my dad was one of those planner, planner, planner. So I would tell her when dad found out it was being built, he went to the city and he got very involved in it. And he got it. He got you guys a double room. And uh, but unfortunately, by the time it was built, since it's a brand new facility, by the time it was built, dad had passed away. But it was already paid for for two years because she was so afraid of the money. No, this is too expensive, too expensive. So I would tell her, oh, it's already paid for for two years. And it's luxury breakfast, lunch and dinner. It's like a cruise ship, mom. You know, you can't waste the money that dad saved for forever. So now it was like, you're on a luxury cruise. You're, you deserve to be here. Yeah. And uh, that went down a lot easier than it's a memory care facility because you're losing it, you know? I like this story you told, which is not a lie you were telling her well you? yeah i mean it's a it's a little bit of one but it, it helped her to go oh we planned this this is something that we planned together and and it just helped her to enjoy the place otherwise if she thought you put me in here you get me out of here and there were days where somebody would say it the wrong way and her brother is 94 years old and he would go in there sometimes and and he would say the wrong thing or something and she would say she would say you get me out of here or I'll never speak to you again. You know, and she would get angry and he would come home crying. And uh, I would have to talk to him and teach him what to say. You know, from now on, you, 
you know, you know, this was your plan. You're the one, you're the one who planned it here. And nine days out of 10, you love it here. Every now and then you get a little anxious, mom, but, but you love this place. And, and if I reminded her enough that she loved it, she would say, I love it here. Right. Yeah. Because you forget. Yeah. Oh, and I'm so scared now. Every time I misplace my phone, I think, you know, I, here it comes. Here it comes. I got dementia. But, you know, I don't know. I keep losing things as well. Yeah. I, nowadays, we do so many things at the same time. I think so, time too. That we, yeah. we, we, it's not like before. And Rick, I would like to know if you want to leave a message to our listeners today. I do. I'd love to leave a message. Whew. It's scary getting older. Uh, I, I would like to have a message that you take the time to be with your parents, not to not to just show up there and let them know what they're doing wrong or why isn't the house cleaner. Just go there and, and be with them, especially if they're really getting up there in age. And and if they're if you're starting to notice they're forgetting things, don't make them feel bad about it. Be there for them. And uh, maybe you could be the person that they trust. I'll tell you, I wouldn't trade it in for anything. She's, she's gone now. And, and, uh, gosh, there's just so much to thank her for. And, and at the end, when I knew she was going, I tried to do that a lot. I would remind her, you know, mom, you were such a, you were such a good influence to the brothers and sisters. And, you know, we, everybody grew up different, but, but, you know, stable and just want to thank you for being such a good mom. I was, I was a good mom, you know, cause they forget. So, my, my main message is about you know, dementia. Be there for that person and, and go to their level for a while and just, just play with them. And, uh, and even if there isn't dementia in there, just uh, solidify the people in your life. Let them know that you love them, you care about them, you appreciate them. Even if you don't necessarily get along, boy, I struggle to get along with you, but I sure do, sure do love you. Or I sure do respect your ability to so-and-so. You know, find something you like. So have you heard about this game, uh, Pickleball? I love Pickleball. It's my Me too. favorite game. <laughs> Me too. I'm playing it as soon as we're done here. So we have this thing now. If you're playing against somebody and, and they played better than you and you're angry, you know how at the end you're supposed to go tap your paddle and say, good game, good game? Mm -hmm. uh, if you're really mad at the person next to you, now instead of saying good game, we compliment something else. We say, nice shoes or or uh, I like your earrings. And it, what, what it really means is, you know, you know what I mean, something bad, like we're not happy, we're, we're, we're feeling bad about losing to you. So, so now, yeah, yeah, nice shoes. What it really means is, yeah, up yours or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're just having fun with that. What else, Lucia, what else is on your mind? You're talking about pickleball, now I miss playing pickleball. He ain't fainting, don't play it. So I'll be back in the U.S. in less than one month, and I hope I have time to play some pickleball. And I want to know what is next for you. I want to know, too. I'll tell you what. I have, I'm on the high right now of just finishing a book that I was scared to death to publish. I wasn't going to publish it. It was really written just for me to have, you know, a, a a path to follow something to to go towards and and then when it went to my editor he said you you got to publish this it's very personal i mean my wife read it and said 
I don't think I like this. <laughs> and, and this before anybody else read it. And I, and I was a little worried. She said, everything, everything is out there now. And it's funny, we were walking in Safety Harbor where I live and we were walking down the street and there was a person I had never met before in my life said, oh, you're Rick and you're Jennifer. No. And I said, how do you know me? And she held up my book. She was out on the porch and she held up my book, you know, and you know, it has my picture on it, uh-huh. well, my cartoon picture sad. anyway. And she said, I just, I just finished reading everything I ever wanted. And she looked at Jennifer and she goes, you're an angel. <laughs> Cause she is in the book and in real life. She's just, she's anyway. So that was kind of weird to see that, but it's so personal that I was afraid to put it out there. And, and then I thought people were going to tear me up on it because, um, it's a book about me and it's the first book, you know, I mean, I, it, book number eight, well, book number nine, I forgot about relatable voices yeah. on the bus, nine. but, uh, Rick, know, just... you wrote this book, which is very much about you, your thoughts and everything. And don't be afraid. Don't, don't be afraid. Maybe... I'm feeling good now because of the reviews, but I was scared to death that this was going to be something that, uh, I mean, there's, there's no taking away. In fact, Jennifer said that people now know all about me and, and I'm not an author. So I'm, she wasn't sure that she was comfortable with, with me. I mean, this isn't how the book was supposed to go. It was supposed to be a little bit different than this. And Jennifer is always involved in the very beginning. She gives me great ideas and tweaks. And then after I'm about halfway in, I don't let her read it because she can be a little too critical sometimes. And that changes me. And I want it to be my book. So great idea, great idea. Now back away. And then when it comes out, she read it. She was the first one to read it. Like I said, she came into the bedroom and said, I don't like it. And I was, and, and here I am. Oh, my, great. I just released it to the whole world. <laughs> you don't like it. But I think she didn't like it because it is so personal. And, uh, and then, then the reviews started coming in and I'm, I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased. But you asked me what was next. I don't know. I'm waiting for all the things that bang against my head and bounce off. I'm waiting for one of them to get in there and start bouncing all around. It won't let me get away. I've had a couple of really good ideas that I thought about. And I said, that's not it. That's not it. So when you know, it's because I know I'll let you know. Please. And come I back. don't know the next one yet. Mm-hmm. And also, I want to invite you to be in the RV again. I want to... From I want to publish a new anthology, and I want okay. to write to. I'll be glad to write another story. Yes, thank you. For those who don't know, let's hold up and plug your book. Is it backwards right now? Probably. Relatable no, it's, it's, voice. Okay, yeah. Okay, and let me see. Where am I in the bus? I'm right here hanging out, and I'm probably shooting spitballs to the front of the bus. I'm a troublemaker, and. Uh, I really enjoyed some great stories in here. You took, you found artists, uh, authors from all over the world, all over the world. And they've all done just their very personal stories that, that made a place for them in their heart. And you put it all together in one book. I tell you, my uncle, who is an off-Broadway musical person, loved it. He just loved it. And, and he's another critic that I think the world of you know he'll let me know in different books well you did a little too much of this and a little too he loved the article 
in here and just said this was a wonderful book. So yeah, kudos. I'm super happy gathering people from all around the world. For me, it's something. It's something that makes me happy. I could tell you have so much fun with all all your posts and your. You do such fun stuff on there. I just love them. You look adorable on there, and uh, don't stop them. Keep it going. No, I will. Yeah, I'll ride that bus anytime. Thank you, and you too. Keep writing, and no dementia. Let's hope for the best. I know. Let's no, I believe the I'm, moment. You know, with every year that goes by, um, I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty lucky. You know, they say at about 65, I turned 65. You know, three months ago, but I'm feeling sharp and uh, you know, taking good, really good care of myself and eating right, exercising, all that kind of stuff. You look very young. You don't. Well, thank you. So, Rick, for our listeners, please let us know where we can find you and find your books, all the You books. know what? I'm doing a lot right now on Facebook. Uh, just look up my name, authorrickincorvia.com. It's on the bottom there listed uh, right here below my picture. Mm-hmm. And com is my website. And I have, I've been doing interview after interview uh, with books, reviews, I'm sorry, reviews of books. And they're all on my website. And some of them are, uh, they're just being seen all over the world right now. I'm really excited about how many people are are watching these entire three minute reviews on, on all these different famous people. Wonderful. And uh, I'm just having a ball reviewing other people's books. And uh, maybe it's a payback that people are starting to read and review mine all the time. Now I'm just thrilled to death. And, uh, I'm hoping that everything I ever wanted comes true, except for the dementia part. <laughs> yes, hopefully. <laughs> yeah. And but you know what? Even if it does, I'll be a lovable man. I just won't, I'll be nice over and over and over. <laughs> mm-hmm. I could watch the same movie and still be happy. Yes. We uh, do it knows? when we are kids. We keep yes. watching the same movies. And Rick, it was a pleasure to talk with you it was a pleasure having you on the rv and for our dear listeners i'm excited to announce that rick will be featured in the may issue of the relatable voice magazine so don't forget to grab your free copy at www.relatable-media.com and rick our doors are always open for you Yes, let's not only do this once every two years when I finish a book, all right? Let's mm-hmm. say hi more. Anytime. A deal. Thank you. You're welcome. Talk to you soon. I'm going to go play pickleball. Yes, I'm jealous. <laughs> <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when the next one is posted. Please rate this podcast and share it with your friends. Thank you for listening and remember, relationships don't exist. Relating does. Until next time.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.